Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 17th of June 2022, including Stars Play period drama Becoming Elizabeth and the sizzling Amazon Prime romance The Summer I Turned Pretty. And we'll also be looking at time-travelling now TV sci-fi The Lazarus Project and the return of period crime caper Miss Scarlet and the Duke on Alibi. But first, Ian, what is in the news? Well, this is exciting. (laughs) Netflix is bringing the global phenomenon Squid Game, which I'm sure you watched, Hannah. It's bringing it to life with the biggest reality competition series ever, Squid Game The Challenge. So people are actually going to get to play Squid Game, but I'm assuming that there's not a risk of dying. (laughs) It sounds slightly terrifying, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) What else else is in the news, Hannah? Um, On Apple TV+, Plus, Jessie Buckley is starring in an offbeat sci-fi film as a woman who takes a test to reveal whether she and her partner are really in love. A very good week this week, I would say. Uh, Quite a variety of things, a couple of period dramas, uh, some romance. We're going to kick off on Now TV. It's a new series called The Lazarus Project. And here's a clip. Will you make me some toast before you some toast before you go? Something's wrong. We've done all this. Yes, so this is a sci-fi. It stars Papa Esidu, who um, I think I first saw him in that series about journalists, which was called Press. He was really good in that. We've also got Caroline Quentin, of course, from Jonathan Creek and Men Behaving Badly and Strictly Come Dancing. It's rather an interesting sci-fi premise, which might remind you a little bit of Groundhog Day, I guess. So Esidu plays this software developer called George. And as we start, uh, he's he's going to the bank with a business idea for this new app that he's got, this financial app. His girlfriend discovers she's pregnant. And so everything's going really excitingly. He gets married. However, against the backdrop of this, well, pretty topical, there's a global pandemic. But then suddenly... He wakes up in the morning and time has gone back six months, a bit like in Groundhog Day. They've deliberately referenced it with the kind of radio alarm clock, uh, which used to wake up Bill Murray in Groundhog Day. So he goes back to six months earlier and he realises, hang on, I've lived this day before. I mean, why am I going to see the bank? I've already done that. And surely my girlfriend's about to tell me she's pregnant. So... This time, as he lives the six months, everything pans out differently. And, of course, he's thinking, well, what the hell is going on? And so are we. Well, it turns out, of course, Hannah, there's this thing called the Lazarus Project, which is, I mean, don't look into it too deeply because you really will not understand how it works. But there is some way of turning back time by six months if humanity is on the verge of a kind of extinction event 
which is, for instance, this pandemic. And then we realise this has been done quite a few times in the past with things like the Cuban Missile Crisis, you know, nuclear wars, and, and it's difficult to get your brain around it. I just say, just go with it. <laughs> but Esidu is... Um, He's very much the man of the moment, isn't he? He's a, he's a terrific actor. I really liked this. I like these kind of mind-bending sci-fi premises that you really have to think, what the hell? And you know, anything Groundhog Day-ish is very appealing, this idea that you can kind of... So the second time he relives the, the six months, of course, he splits up with his girlfriend and she goes out with someone else and he doesn't get his business idea accepted. So, yeah, it's a really nice idea... I liked it. Um, and it's from the writer of one of my favourite shows, Giri Hadji. I don't know if you watched that. That was superb. Uh, Joe Barton is the writer. So what did you think of this, Hannah? Well, you know, we have a few sci-fis, don't we, at the moment. There's lots going on. And I always think, oh, there's this, this kind of, there's no, nowhere that hasn't been trodden. And, and we often talk about this, but actually each time they come up with something a little bit different, although, of course, as you mentioned, this isn't that different, but I think it's quite a different take on it. And I think that it's quite compelling because even if you don't like sci-fi like me and this isn't you know, actually possible, the idea that you might be able to go back six months is really quite compelling. I like the idea of being able to do that. And as you say, um, Papa Esadia is just such a brilliant actor. And I think that, you know, absolutely actor of the moment. And I think if anyone was going to uh, make this enjoyable for me, then, then it was him. And so, I, yeah, I, I don't think you want to go too look at, like you say, look into it too much because it becomes a bit confusing. But um, the idea that you can go back, the idea that this time actually everything runs slightly differently is perhaps even more scary or a bit more weird um and you know it, it's 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 a story of how he kind of i suppose to a degree um saves humanity or kind of you know fights for humanity so yeah i think i think like you say go with it yeah and it throws out that interesting question like sh he could concentrate on like fixing what goes wrong in his own life or he could focus on the big picture but it's also good to see caroline mm. quentin appearing in something like this which is a bit of a change of pace for her now yeah it's a real change of pace i must admit seeing caroline quentin doing something quite different is it was is interesting yeah absolutely now a bit of a change of tone now you're going to tell us about a new romantic drama arriving on amazon prime video on friday the 17th of june it's called the summer i turned pretty I've waited all year for this. No worries. My family spends every summer in Cousins Beach with my mom's best friend and her two sons, Conrad and Jeremiah. They've always seen me as a little kid. But this summer... See you guys later. It's different. So... No surprises here is what I would say. This is exactly what it says on the tin. It really, really is. Um, the summer I turned pretty, or, you know, this is exactly that. So this comes after, I don't even remember, um, the Netflix film franchise to all the boys. Um, this is an, another um, romance novel that is being brought to the big screen, if you like. Um, seven eight episodes even um, of this um, it's based on the first book of Jenny Han's summer trilogy and it basically follows quite a I mean I don't actually think she is that geeky but she's kind of meant to be quite a geeky 16 year old Isabel um, who 
she's suddenly turning heads everywhere. So she's not used to that. She's kind of the one that's sort of overlooked. Everyone else is interested in friends, etc. And no one's looking at her. And suddenly, guess what? It was the summer she became pretty. Um, and everyone's heads are turned. Um, so she's primed to spend uh, yet another summer. That's what they always do at her cousin's beach. Uh, at Cousins Beach, sorry, with the same two childhood friends, but one of them she's had a big crush on, um, who's never been interested. Um, but guess what? Everyone's interested this summer. Um, this is just a really feel-good um, series. It's It's got a nice bit of music. It's got lots of romance in it. Um, the only sort of bit that's I suppose, not the fly in the ointment, but there's kind of the twist in it, is that there becomes a bit of a um, love triangle between this person who was never very popular now has two people vying for her. And so I suppose that's the only part that's maybe a slight surprise, but even that, perhaps not. Um, I enjoyed it. I'm not convinced this is one for you, Ian. Um, But it, yeah, it does what it says on the tin. Well, I shouldn't like this, but I thought it was very, very good, I must say. Um, well, there you go. Yeah, it's great. And so, as you say, kind of, she, she has a crush on the older brother that they spend every summer with, but it's the younger brother who really likes her. But they just have, as far as she's concerned, they're just, he's in the friend zone. You know what I mean? So, this. Re- attractive, though. I'll yeah. give him that. This reminded me lad. there's a fantastic film called The Way, Way Back which stars Tony Collette and Steve Carell. And it's about um, Tony Collette taking her son to a beach resort with her new boyfriend, played by Steve Carell. So it follows kind of his rites of passage journey one summer. And meanwhile, the parents are kind of doing their own thing. And you do get that with this. You get the parents, um, one of them played by Rachel Blanchard, who was in one of my all-time favourite shows, Peep Show, so yeah, I just think the performances are great. The dialogue is really believable. You know, it's it, it's just very naturalistic, mm. and it's a beautiful setting. And there is this nice idea, as you say, of of this this young girl suddenly people are taking notice of her, and she's getting used to that. Yeah, blossoming. She just suddenly blossomed, didn't she? I think it's great. I really liked it, and I absolutely did not expect to. I think it with it goes well. It's a part of a trilogy, isn't it? So you know we'll see the other two come to the screen too if it, if it goes down well. And I, and you know, I see no reason why it won't. Now, like Papa Esadu, Hannah, we're going to turn back time because on Stars Play, <laughs> there's a new period drama called Becoming Elizabeth, and here's a clip. Others will always seek to use us, you, me, and our brother. They wish us to fight it out to the death and hope they're standing behind a winner at the end. The world wants us at odds. The king feels it is time for you to get married. Prince Frederick is about your rage. You are big craving power, princess. We'll have to keep an eye on you. Put your eyes back inside your head. So the Elizabeth in question is Elizabeth I. This is an eight-part series starting on Sunday the 12th, well, arriving on Sunday the 12th of June, I should say. It's a good one, I've got to say. I mean, obviously, there have been a lot of period dramas about Elizabeth Tudor, a.k.a. Elizabeth I. This one is slightly different because it starts with the death of Henry VIII, her father, 
1547. And I wasn't really familiar with this period of history because what happens is it's the nine-year-old son, Edward, who Henry had with Jane Seymour. He's first in line to the throne, okay? Um, So meanwhile, uh, there's Elizabeth, who is Henry's daughter with Anne Boleyn, and there's Mary Tudor, who is uh, played by Romola Garay. So it's a very dangerous time. It's it's really nicely done. It's very kind of atmospheric. There are people riding to castles in the night and it's all candlelit. And basically, you know, anyone could be kind of locked up in the tower or murdered at any point because it's all about the succession and also about religion, of course, as well. I think it's really well done. It's a great history lesson, but also it's it's not boring. I mean, it's... um. You know, there's a lot of sex and violence, basically. <laughs> and um, so you've got Henry's widow, Catherine Parr, played by Jessica Rain. Uh, so, it's, yeah, she's quite involved in uh, quite some quite sexy scenes because she's got a lover, Thomas Seymour, played by Tom Cullen. But he, meanwhile, he's a bit of a playboy and he has his sights set on Elizabeth, who's a teenager, I didn't really know about this period particularly, but it's very interesting because we have we have Edward, then we have Mary, then we have Elizabeth. So it's a good history lesson, but also it's it's a really good watch, I think, really well made and, and you know, surprisingly racy. Um, what did you think of this, Hannah? Oh, well, I absolutely love a period drama, so it has to be pretty bad for me to not to like it, if I'm t- totally honest with you. Um, and, and, I, and I did really, really enjoy this. Um, I think because having two children, it's a very key stage two. <laughs> so we're doing a lot of this era um, with the children. But this is great because, it, you know, a bit like when we've talked about The Crown, and this is completely different, but it, it kind of feels very generally a lot of our potted history, which is, I think, absolutely brilliant. I think they do it really, really well. I like the fact they bring it to life. I like the sexy scenes. It it's it's like it didn't happen because it's a period drum of course it did um and it makes it even more racy and i think probably um captures people's minds even further to be perfectly honest with you um so yeah i i i have to say i i really enjoyed it i think it's great i think i think people will really learn a lot okay we're going to finish off with another period drama but it's rather different it's the it's the return of alibi's crime drama Miss Scarlet and the Duke. My name is Miss Scarlet. I'm a private detective. <laughs> You're a what? Scotland Yard forced yet again to turn to the lady detective. We are in competition, are we not? Sir, are you and her? No. You reopened one of my cases. Well, it would save ourselves time if we shared our resources. Well, it seems to me we have a conflict of interest here. Yes, it is. Now, you know how much I like a Duke. You know, we've talked about Bridgerton. However, this is not quite the same, although he is quite attractive. Um, So this is the second season, the second outing for this. And actually, I wasn't particularly okay with the the first one. I I kind of had to look back and watch a bit of it. But you you don't necessarily need to because the premise is saying you can catch up pretty quickly. Essentially, the story for anyone that hasn't seen it previously, it revolves around Eliza Scarlett, who is played by Peaky Blinders, Kate Phillips. And she has taken over her late father's detective agency. Now, you know, given the the, the era of this, that that was unusual. It was a woman, the woman doing a man's job. Right. Um, So and that was what it was all based around. The idea 
that a woman could be a detective and her trying to um, prove to people yeah absurd um trying to prove to people that it would but it's actually okay um now the second season does revolve around that still in as much as she's still kind of um encountering various people um shock horror who who don't think that a detective is a job for a woman and so there's kind of you know you do see a bit of that but her reputation as a detective is growing because she's very very good she's better than the men who'd have thought it um (laughs) um except um when she's asked when she's asked to find a missing person she's put in a very awkward position of investigating one of the duke's unsolved cases and i you know what they make they make a the whole i don't know the the body language the chemistry between them works really really well um and and i think it's it's really quite fun like you say it's very different to the drama the period drama we've just been talking about but it does something quite different and I really quite like it um so you know on the one hand you know you're in a time where this isn't okay and on the other hand you're seeing two people getting closer that shouldn't really be getting closer um so yeah I yeah thumbs up from me what did you think I really like this drama and uh, it's not just because uh, UK TV took me on set in Ireland for the first oh, series. look at you. And I won a certificate for Irish dancing in the pub they took us to. I'll show you the video sometime. I want to see that. I think it's really well done. I'm imagining the pitch meeting might have been, what do you think about putting moonlighting in Victorian London? Anyway, Ooh. it's nicely done. <laughs> uh, I, I love the kind of will-they-won't-they they kind of central relationship between the cop and the detective. And obviously there's that whole feminist perspective, which is really interesting and well done. It looks great. I mean, it's just really well made. The second series starts. It's a great opening. So she arrives in what looks like some kind of gambling club. And um, she's located all of these... Um, pet birds that some guy has that they've gone missing and um, he refuses to pay her for her work and so she releases all the birds it's a great scene it looks fantastic I think she is terrific as Kate Phillips from Peaky Blinders and I, I'm a real fan of Stuart Martin who was in uh, another period drama Jamestown um, yes, I mean, I think this can kind of run and run because mm. it's got that episodic case of the week thing, but it's also got that story arc of a woman kind of forging a new path in a man's world. Uh, the period detail is really well done and it's got that great central relationship as well. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very pleased to see it back and let's have another series, please, Alibi. Now, we've got to that time, Hannah, where we find out what you've been watching on telly rather than sitting in the garden in the glorious sunshine so what what have you been watching this week well i've been watching inventing anna again i mean we discussed this didn't we on binge watch mm-hmm. and um i enjoyed it but there's so much more i just went back and had a, and I revisited it really um it it's really it's really good and i love things that are based on a true story which of course this is exactly what it is it's just um loads of twists and turns and yeah if you haven't watched it definitely one to go and binge on agreed uh as for me well it's been such an exciting test series against new zealand so i've been glued to today at the test on bbc iplayer and i also watched the new bbc drama or the start of it anyway sherwood which looks terrific and has an incredible cast including 
David Morrissey and Leslie Manville, two of my all-time faves. Now, we've just got time to look ahead to next week's offering. So what are we going to be talking about, Hannah? Well, Rowan Atkinson um, will be playing a new comedy character who's bothered by a bee in Man vs. Bee, which is on Netflix. Yeah, that's big news, Rowan Atkinson back. Uh, meanwhile, there's a, another new streaming platform, Paramount+, Plus, which looks great because they're launching with some fantastic new series, including uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds and The Offer, which is all about the story of the making of classic gangster movie the godfather so uh, we look forward to telling you all about those and much more but in the meantime 